Introduction to Grace Divine Ohm. This book is a follow-on from my previous book Ohm Divine Grace as a book too and is connected to my book Englishman, Beggarman, Holy Man. Amazon Kindle and Paperback. Those books cover in depth my 10 years in India as a monk. 1966-1976. They are also teachings and partly include my goddess-inspired writings. However this is also a standalone book. An alternative title is Holy Man, Englishman, Enlightened Man. I write to teach. Life is a teaching in its journey. Therefore I write again for the purpose of providing information, teaching and reflection on my own journey, with the purpose of engendering enlightenment. Teachings start in Om Divine Grace. I was born in London 1947 and became a monk in India in 1966. I returned to England in 1976 and then became a psychiatric nurse. I had a family life after moving to New Zealand, and I spent more than 10 years in clinical teaching or education roles. Hence my predilection for teaching. This book encompasses my post-India years in very brief outline. I aim to focus on my spiritual-slash-psychological journey through those years. This is more about my journey after India, but none of the story is meant to be as an autobiography, rather as a leading to and providing background to the goddess-inspired teachings or writings. This is similar to the companion book Om Divine Grace. It's all about divine grace for me. These books are published on Amazon. I sincerely hope not to present from an ego or lower self perspective. My deity is not God or higher power, but the goddess in the forms I became devotional focused on in India. This goddess is represented, in plural, by Durga Kali, Lakshmi, and Sarasvati. All one but separate just like us. My writing also discusses mental health and addictions, as I have considerable experience of depression which led me to alcoholic drinking. Over the years I engaged in extensive searches and treatments both conventional and otherwise. Therefore I have both professional and personal experience of the whole gamut of psychiatry, therapy and psychology. Including chemical options. I am also able to say that I found a number of solutions for my issues, through all areas of my endeavors, spiritual and otherwise. I currently find myself to have moved past my search mode into enlightenment mode. And mentally stable. My opinion only. Just to clarify I write about enlightenment in terms of what we can all be, and in fact what we all are all in our truth. Accepting one's divinity is part of the journey, and this is not to denigrate religions or philosophies of duality, as I still maintain both a non-dual approach and a devotional one. Religion may however forcefully want us to bow down before their gods, higher powers, saviors and avatars. I myself have found benefit in many religions through considerable active participation, and I add those resources to the list of what helped. I am multi-faith. I am multimodal. Accepting scientific, psychiatric, and even atheistic viewpoints. Can I do this? Currently free thinking is still legal where I live, and long may this state of affairs continue. Underpinning all of the journey therefore lies my years of practice and experience, and my intention to leave these writings as a resource for whoever finds them useful. My bottom line is that I write for myself. With a perspective that I believe it's my service to provide this as it is a directed endeavor, driven by my goddess and the divine cosmic consciousness. I am also grateful for my guides and guides, and my gurus and gurus. The writings are teachings. Writing or my artistic expression, as well as provision of my life journey details, is interspersed with the present place of being. Thus as I write a piece of autobiography, and I then interpret its place, not only in the spiritual journey then, but also Tanhi spiritual journey now. A writing is then inserted. My spiritual journey now is present as my goddess-inspired writings. This introduction is the beginning chapter of the book, an integral part of the teachings of the book. Hence page numbers start here. 
How it began. Very briefly. I left home I London in 1965. I was 17 years old and had at that time been restless to wander off and explore the world for several years. The flames of rebellion burned within me. Rebellion from parents, from the straight jacket of convention. I was not alone. This was when the pop culture ushered in by the likes of the Beatles, and Rolling Stones, signified the birth of a youthful revolution that was to overturn the cultural norms of society of that time. The anti-establishment flower power generation wanted to explore new dimensions of experience, to grow long hair, wear outrageous clothes, and experience the unexplored depths of the mind with LSD, alongside cannabis. Influenced by my own generation, I ended up on the India Trail, the Overland Trail to Kathmandu in Nepal. I preceded a mass migration, so by the time Westerners were flocking to India in enlarged numbers to the Gurus, I had been in India for about five years. I couldn't find what I wanted in England spiritually, because I didn't know about spirituality. I had no compass, no gurus, nobody to explain about my search for identity. My parents and I were on another planet. Attendance at church had been a requirement at times, but I had no interest in the church, or even knew that there was some consolation to be found there. I did not even know what I was seeking. What did I find? Here is my goddess-inspired writing that fits to this question for me. Get with the program. There are always lots of questions regarding the spiritual journey and spiritual pathways. We often do things based on fear rather than what will give us enlightenment or realization. Do you want to survive at least, if not thrive? A lot of life becomes based on culture, politics, and even religious rules, rather than based on a search for the meaning and the truth of all life. In life most problematic things can be sorted to some degree. Even major health issues like depression and addiction can be addressed through therapy, rehabilitation, and even medication. Family and relationship issues can be resolved, or at least we can get to a point of resolution where we know what cannot be changed. Then life becomes about acceptance and the serenity prayer begins to make sense. Always however the person who wishes to avoid pain also seeks pleasure in life. Free choice will still take precedence. So regarding choice, we also have this concept of karma. We have suffering and pleasure, and success, and failure in proportion to our previous activities, and then our current activities create new karma. This can be individual but it can also be collective, as we also tend to fit in with the cultural norms for our particular society and country, or religion. In some places if we do not toe the line on religious matters we can be killed or jailed for blasphemy. To move past all the structures is necessary to find the realization and enlightenment that exists beyond. Then what we get is knowing, and therefore the essence of the world is perceived very differently. Then it becomes possible to change things radically, because we are in a place of understanding where we can be active in life, but based on spiritual truth to guide us. This is probably when we get into deep meditation, yoga and our specific spiritual pathways. Then it's possible to see the divine, not as a summary of our knowledge or some outcome of prayer practice, but as what is all and everything. Indeed this can only be all or nothing. God cannot be all of creation and not something within creation. Nothing can be excluded. Light is required to see through the darkness though. The teacher may be the guru. Gu stands for darkness and Ru stands for the piercer of the darkness, the bringer of light. That is why we have teachers to bring light to our pathways until we no more need them. We don't need to put them on a pedestal, or become fanatics, as we just need a little light so we can get on our way. Thanks very much. What we see in the light is very different from what we see in the dark. In the light all is somewhat okay to live with. Sure even the bad people. Of course how are you achieve this level is up to you. Religion of your choice, or choose what you will is your pathway. 
The information in this teaching is only an example. If it has a use take of it what you will. By all means your way may the only way and the only truth for you. It's just normal human behavior to do things from free will slash choice. However when you are really in the light you will not need to judge others. Neither their spiritual practice, their religion, their culture, or their political beliefs ever. You will know who you are and what the truth is, of life and the universe. That the world around you, is an emanation of the divine in its entirety. You will then really understand what your purposes is and yes, what the human body is all about. However if you deny some part of your life you won't be able to see the fullness of the divine energy, and part of you stays in darkness. This goes down to the level of service, and how you treat your fellow human beings. How you deal with the homeless, the sick and the mentally unwell. This is not about being like Jesus or the Buddha. You don't have to like anyone particularly. You don't have to make friends with everyone. But you do need to recognize the divine in all, and in all persons. This way of being has always been present, and the great sages and seers, and incarnations have been on earth to help us to see the pathways, and sometimes to push us gently, or a lot. Nature sometimes pushes not so gently, as we see in the present chaos in the world, and the potential for a lot of life loss. Or even planet loss. The principle remains the same. Remain in your divine center and the world around you, in any circumstance, will be seen by you as but emanation of the divine energy. When you see things that way you create also a whole new world that is by your very being, creating a light-filled place of serenity and peace. This activity of your spiritual journey can even change the tendency of the world to engage in war and conflict. OM Guru OM